listeners, good morning. We're here today with one more lecture of Haroet Anonad. Here with you, Abraham Vazilai. This is a live broadcast from here, Brooklyn, New York. Um, when, before we start, I should just uh, inform you the phone number that you can uh, call us and text us. Text messages is 347 9278398 that's for you if you want to call in our phone number is 7186358 well the listeners my visit here in uh, New York is going to its end tomorrow night um, I'm going to take a flight back to Israel and I would like to tell you that I really have been impressed um, maybe before I should say that just let, let you know that you can watch us on the Skype you're just searching for the name of Avraham Barzilai Avraham Barzilai and then you connected to us and you can watch at watch us um, on Skype. Well, I really been impressed um, in my visit here in New York from you, dear listeners. Um, I saw you in the lectures. I saw you in my office. I saw you all around. I saw you on the WhatsApp groups. I saw many, many, many responses. And I think that there's something in common in all your response was the very fact that why you don't speaking to um, teachers, you don't going to school here to explain them the important things that you teach us here in the course or in lectures or in a private consultation. Well, the listeners, um, I think that um, what we actually trying to speak here in lectures and parenting courses is very, very important. But um, sometimes, you know, it's too difficult to others to accept that because sometimes we we're behavior uh, in a certain way and we don't looking um, into account that actually maybe there is a different way, maybe there is a better way, and sometimes we're not open to accept. So that's why we made uh, CDs, and we made um, uh, the website, so each one of you can sit in his room, can sit in his house, and listen to many, many, many lectures, and can learn without uh, the need to face it and to admit, okay, I was wrong. Okay, I'm going to change my way. Now, you can just listen to you can to the lectures on website and at your house. And Bezat Hashem, I hope it gives to all of us the benefits. Um, the address of my website is abraham-barzilai.com abraham-barzilai.com if you're looking for the English website. So, add slash ENG or click the US flag and you go on to the English website. Well, today, the listeners, I would like to speak about um, 
very important field when we're raising children. And we're always talking about the discipline, how we can discipline our children. But first of all, let's make a refresh to our memory why we should have to discipline our children. Because um, seemingly, the very simple um, slow to slow this problem out, the issue of discipline, is to pay money and get a lot of homekeepers, and that's it. A private homekeeper to each one of our children, and there is no issues of discipline. I mean, he can eat the way he wants. He can leave the plate with all the mess on the table. The homekeeper will clean it up after him. Um, he doesn't want to put a pajamas on. Okay, so the housekeeper put off his um, his clothes and put on pajama. So what is the problem of discipline? Maybe discipline is just a technical issue, but not an educational issue. That's what actually many, many parents uh, think that maybe this is the discipline. Discipline is a, seems to be a tool made to serve us as parents. And this is not the truth. In a matter of fact, this is a total mistake. And why? Discipline is not a tool which came to serve us. Discipline is a tool that came to serve our children. Discipline can make a big impact on the self-confidence of our kids. And how? One of, one of the great needs of the human being is the feeling of safe. Each one of us wants to feel safe. The experts, the psychologists, tried to figure out what is the most scary things in the world for the human being. And they made a lot of research and they got that um, actually the most scary things is the fear from death. Fear from death, this is the most scary thing in the world. And they just try to ask themselves, why? Why this is, um, this is the, the most scary thing? So, they figured it out that the sense going in contrast, I mean, the non-Jewish believes that when you passed away, you finished, you're done, that's it. You are not exist. You're losing your entire emotions, your entire life. So they cannot figure out why you're so scaring from death when you will not be there to feel the scary thing, to feel the fears. Because if you're if you are scaring from being sick, Okay, that's very understood because if you're sick, you're suffering, you're alive, and you're suffering. You don't want to be suff to suffering. Okay, that's great. So it's very understood. 
But the non-Jewish psychologists doesn't understand, don't understand why people so scaring from death while they will not be there to feel the scare. Well, the answer is very simple. The very fact that someone has passed away, it's not so scaring. The scary thing is the feeling of instability. Means when I feel that I'm losing control, it's get me scared. The feeling of instability make me scared. As long as I can control and the reality, I'm not scaring. Even if I'm scaring, I can overcome. Means we all heard about many, many, many uh, uh, car crash. Many, many accidents on the road. And each one of us, when we're riding a car, we're scaring from car crashes, but it's not so bothering us. You know why? Because I feel that I have the control. I, I have a tool to avoid from accidents. I will be more careful. I will pay attention to the traffic lights. And that's it. When you feel that you have some tools to control the reality, so you come. But if there is something out of your control, it's getting you scary. And the symbol of the huge thing that it's out of our control is the death. That's why people so scaring from death. Now... Of course, that we as a Jewish people, that we know that even when someone he passed away, he didn't end his life, he just started them. So we don't fear, we don't scare so much from the death. But the psychologist actually, they, they guess that maybe when someone is passed away, he's ending. So that's why they're so scaring from death just because of this fact. The feeling of instability. When a little child growing up in a house that his parents discipline him. I mean, when daddy says something, he say, I want you to get a shower. Then the child really understands that his father is very serious. And he have to do that, even if the sky fall down, you have to do that. So, during the time when a child growing up in an atmosphere of discipline, he starts to understand, wait a minute, the world is a stable place. Because I'm growing up in an atmosphere of safe. I'm apologized to repeat my famous um, example, but it's so important to internalize. So even if you heard it once, you have to hear it again and again and again, because if I didn't get tired from saying it, you should not get tired from listening to it. Let's say that you're three years old boy riding on a, on a toy car for the first time in his life, and he's stuck in a wall. 
for the first time in his, in his life, he doesn't understand why the world is, is not moved out. I want to get in a cross. So he starts crying, he starts yelling, maybe he hits the wall. Uh, the second time it happens, he also frustrated. But on a third time, fourth time, that's it. He really understand and internalize that the wall wouldn't move move out. So he understand it. He internalize he internalize that, and that's it. The next time he approach nearby the wall, he make a U turn, and he keep smiling and he keep happy, and nothing is bothering him. He just learned to live with it with the great happiness. It it is not affecting his emotions, his feelings. But if one day, chas v'shalom, there is a missiles attack and bomb exploding all over, the first plane he's going to run into is nearby that wall, that strong wall. Because this wall actually demonstrated in front of the child that I'm so strong, I'm so stable, even when you hit me, even when you kick me, I didn't even respond I just behave just like a wall. Now he understand the wall is very strong. And if I have something strong, it can't protect me. I'm looking, when I'm looking for protection, I'm going nearby that wall. The same things in our life, in our family. I mean, a child growing up, and he's going, let's say, he's going with his mother to a shopping. And he sees a toy and can say, Mommy, can I have that? And mommy say no. And he got that. No means you didn't ask loud enough. So he start screaming, Mommy, but I want it. No. So he start to lay on the ground beating with his hands his legs hitting the floor and start crying and you're very embarrassed because people going across and they see that and they're looking at you in a weird view what are you going to do so you say okay giving up okay I'll buy it to you but next time you wouldn't come with me to shopping don't say it because he doesn't believe you just like you doesn't don't believe to yourself when you say you will not come with me for the next time. And then you buy him this toy. So at the first moment, it seems that your child very happy. He got what he wanted. He got it. He's very happy. But there is, this is a dual process. I mean, there is one more process, a hiding process, in his subconscious. In his subconscious, he internalized, wait a minute, something wrong here. I am stronger than my mother. I push the buttons. I control my mother's behavior. Oh no, it's not good for him. It's getting him to be scared it's getting him into an anxiety. You know why? Because he doesn't live, he cannot live with the fact that 
I'm stronger than my parents. It means my parents not strong enough to lead me, to growing me, to provide me a safe atmosphere. And he start growing up scary. That's why little kids suffering from anxieties. That's why little kids sometimes scaring to sleep in the dark. When I see a little child with anxiety effect, the first thing I'm checking with his parents, how is this how his discipline? Because it's very scaring to growing up when the images, the parents who's supposed to be the most firm and strong at home, they was who's supposed to providing me the feeling of stable, of stability, they weak and can't live with it. And you know what's the next stage? The next stage is, in his subconscious, he tells to himself, for the next time, I have to do something more extreme. I have to make something to try to break the discipline, something more extreme, uh, more hard. Because he says to himself, maybe if I would making something worse and Maybe then I can prove to myself that my parents are really strong. Maybe then they prove me, they prove me that they are really strong. So he doesn't aware to all what I'm explaining right now, but that's the way he got the things through his spirit. Then the next time, when there is an opportunity, then, he tries to making something more extreme, more radical. And if we're giving up again, if we not discipline him again, so it's also dual process. In the internal, in, in the external process, we see that he really happy because he got what he wants. But it always dual process. The underlying process is in getting scared. Oh no. I prove to myself again that I'm stronger than my parents. So what is the chance that's going to be protecting me? And that's the way he's growing up. That's the way he trembling from every bad things in the world when he when, when his rabbi says, let's read the Perak Te'ilim for someone that he's sick, then he starts to think, maybe I'm going to be sick too. When he heard about someone who died in a car crash, so he started to develop scaring anxiety from riding a car, and many, many more examples. But they all have one root, and the root is I'm not I'm undisciplined. It means I feel unsafe. Unstable. Remember the instability, this is the most scary things in our spirit. <clears throat> That's the matter of discipline. It means if you have if even if you have a lot of assistance, 
You got no problem of assistance. And you can clean it up after them very quick without getting angry. Also, you cannot giving up on the discipline because discipline is a tool which comes to serve our children, to demonstrate them, look, you're growing up, you are not the leader of yourself. I am your leader. I'm holding you. Despite in, a, in that moment, it's uncomfortable to you, but yes, uncomfortable, but really, really, really stable and safe. And that's the best way your child can grow up. Well, our phone number to text messages, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. If you want to call in, our phone number is 718-683-5858-683-5858. Now we're going to a small musical break. And I heard that the radio station still keeping uh, um, playing the promo of my parenting course. Well, my parenting course, it's actually ended. And uh, if you want to register yourself to the next parenting course here in New York, um, you can do it uh, by Ilana, 347 for now we are going to a small musical break and Bezat Hashem will get back to you with mo- one more important topic and of course your text messages a phone number for texting 347-927-8398 we are going to a small musical break and we will be right back
Hi there listeners, we're here back uh, with you. And <clears throat> before you reach into your uh, text messages, um, I would like to explain one more thing. Um, very basic and important. Um, it's very, very uh, make me sorrow when I see this common um, mistake in our actually in our basic approach. When you ask someone, tell me, what is the good way, what is the best way to educate a child? So he'd probably say, um, just looking, you have to looking after him and to see what he's making um, in a negative way and just try to speak with him, try to tell him this is not the way. And uh, actually, it's it's um sounds very good yeah that's right that's what we have to do if I want to improve my child's behavior I have to speak with him about what he does what he what he didn't do and during the conversation maybe I can influence his mind well we all know that Hashem created us in a center in a certain way and that way saying that that I will not let anybody to be involved in my in- ex- internal process. I mean, the most basic um, the most the most basic power in our spirit is, I want to feel my freedom. I am the honor, I am the boss of myself. I want to make decisions. It means that sometimes parents think maybe I have control on my child. Maybe I can control his life. I mean, I can set the rules up. I can tell him, look, Yosele, you're not going with that friend forever, okay? And you're not allowed to read so-and-so. Uh, books and you're not allowed to listening to so and so music and you're not allowed to getting the bed at, at a certain time okay so we have an illusion maybe we can warn him maybe we can threat him maybe we can order him and we'll really succeed to control his thoughts to control his His behavior because many many parents really understand the concept the term of education raising children means try to control their heart try to control and guide their toes thoughts it means I want to influence the inner world of my child but what we can do this is a great mistake you know why? Because Shlomo HaMelech says, En adam yachol lichlo et haruach. It means, you cannot put a spirit in a cage. The deep meaning of this sentence of Shlomo HaMelech, it's like this. We, as parents, really can control our children's behavior but only the external behavior. I mean, 
Daddy, give me a candy. Oh, my dear son, you forgot the magic word. Oh, can I have, please? Yes, you can. And we feel that we're educating him. No, this is a lie. Because actually your child percepts the word, can I have, please, like a password. This is the password to open your heart and get a candy from you. So he takes the values of polite. He takes the values of, please, can I have? He takes these words and use it to brace his selfish, to brace, to brace his materialism. And we feel that we educate him. No, you can control his external behavior. I mean, you can control his lips and you wouldn't give him any candy until his lips make movements to say the words of can I have please. But that's it. That point, your controlling ended. You cannot control his inner thoughts. You cannot control his internalization. Because we all agree that I don't want my child just to say the world, can I have please. I want him to internalize the value of gentle and polite. I want him to feel connected to that value. And I want when up. He always keep to be polite. That's what I want. In a matter of fact, in other words, I want him to internalize the value of polite. But you don't do it. You do the opposite. You know why? Because he sees the candy. And he so wanted, Daddy, give me a candy! No, you have to say, can I have, please? What do you think your child thinks when he says, can I have, please? You think about the candy. His mind distracted by the candy. He cannot internalize the value of polite and gentle. And rather, he start to develop hating to this behavior. Why? Because I ask for candy... And my daddy didn't give me. Why he didn't give me? Just because of the stupid words of can I have please? That's what he thinks. That's the way he sees the reality. So he started to develop hating to the concept of polite. No, you cannot get the candy. You have to be polite. Oh, I hate polite. Oh, no. It's this. But what can you do? He must insert the password so we can get the candy. So he used the polite, he used the values just for achieve the materialism things. In our hands, we're making the opposite of education, the opposite of the positive way we should raise them. It's painful, but we're not aware of that. And that's the, way, that's the way we work. And the example of the candy, <laughs> this is a light one. You want a heavy one? 
What's going on about the really serious thing in a life, like Avodat Hashem? I want you to say, I want you to bench. Oh, daddy, no, I just want to go to play right now. No, 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 stop it all. Leave your game. Don't move at the table until you say Birkat Amazon. Oh, no. No, you say it very fast. You skip many words. Now you start, you restart from the beginning. What are you doing? You can control his external behavior. Always remember that. You can put the, po- the body in cage. Yeah, that's right. You can control his lips. They will say any word of Birkat Hamazon loud and proper. But what are you doing? He starts to develop hating to Birkat Hamazon because he wanted to go to his game. He wanted to play with his Lega box. You stopped him because of Birkat Hamazon. So he hates Birkat Hamazon. And we parents always keeping guys about their external behavior. But nobody pay real attention what's going on inside my heart, inside my child's heart. What going, what's going on out there? Hmm, that's really painful. When you take your child to a shul and you sit next to him and you're watching him so he will say any word of the tefillah and you're really glad when the tefillah ends, you're very glad your child didn't reach his hand to collect candies. He didn't walk out to play with his friends in the shul yard. He just sought and read all that he feel. Yeah. But this is his external behavior. Are you sure he's really happy with that? So maybe you controlled his external behavior, but not inside his heart. So what we can do? This is a huge question. What we can do? What you suggest to me? To leave him alone? To let him grow up wildly? Never. I agree. Yeah, never. I agree. But we have to remember, the first stage of the educational action is, we call it activation. When I tell to my child, please say, can I have please? I'm just activate his lips. That's it. When I'm telling him, say Birkat Amazon, I'm just activate his lips. When I'm telling him, sit here, don't collect any candies in the shul, just reading the text from the Sidur, and he does it, I'm just activate his body, not his heart. We must do it, yes, because I can't wait till he grow up 18 years old, and then I start to 
teach him how much is important to his life, and then he start to make some mitzvot. No, because he, he is losing all the critical years, the beautiful years that a child can purchase so many good habits precisely in the infancy. So I have and I must to activate my child. That's right. But remember, this is just half of work. There is one more half to complete the educational action. We call it internalization. Means when you see your child that uh, he said Birkat Amazon as well. Now, he's going to play with his uh, games. Look after him. We have to wait a few minutes. And when I recognize that the bitter feeling of him, because I forced him to say Birkat Amazon, already disappeared, now is the time to grant him feeling of pleasure because what he did. Let's say that I sit that I sit next to him and I'm telling him, you know, I'm so proud of you. I saw your desire to run into your Lego blocks, but you controlled yourself. And you say the old Birkat Amazon, even if he say that you know very fast, don't be so skeptic. Praise him. Tell him what it's did to you. I'm pretty my son. I don't know what I did in my life that I have the merit for such a child like you. I appreciate you. Now he feels so good. He feels so good for double goals. The first goal is I erased his bitter feelings. Next gain we have I left him with a pleasure with good feelings, for, for the next time it will be easier to him to implement the Berkat Amazon. Let's say that you're seven years old, always fighting with his sisters five years old. And he never giving up for his toys to her. So you have to activate him. Means... I want you to leave this toy to your sister. Okay, you must do it. But most of parents, actually, that's enough for them. Okay, he left the toy to his sister. He gave up. Okay, that's it. I can go back to the kitchen to continue with my lunch. But we say, no, don't stop there. Because he, if you stop there, your child starts to develop a, a, a hating to this concept of to be mevater. He don't want to be mevater. It's affecting him. He don't want to be mevater. After you see that the bitter feelings of him disappeared, maybe a uh, maybe few hours later, tell him a story about someone who gave up Tell him a story about Rachel Imenu that gave up, gave up for the Simanim for her sister despite she was destined to be Yaakov's wife. 
And when you finish that, approach your child and tell him, you know, Yossi, I'm so proud of you. You're just like Rachel Imenu. You're just like Mama Rochel. You gave up your toys to your sister. I'm proud of you. I want you to know that tonight you are more important than yesterday. Because to, today you better personality. I'm proud of you. When you see your child that his brother affected him, hurts him, and he didn't respond, don't forget to praise him. Tell him the story about one of the Avrahim. One of the Avrahim came from uh, came to the to the rabbi to the rabbi Reb Chaim Kanievsky. And he told him that he'd been married for fi- for 15 years and no kids. What he can do? He, he, he asked for, for a bless. So the rabbi told him, I have no power of blessing, but I have a suggestion for you. My suggestion is looking for someone that someone else hurts him make him shame in public and he doesn't answer ask for blessing from such kind of person not from me so the Afrech went out from the rabbi and didn't know (laughs) where can I get such a people two months later he was inviting to a wedding and he sought to eat with celebrate with all his friends and suddenly he heard someone yell at his friend yelled at one of the participants in the waiting and make him so shame suddenly that Avrech remembered what Reb Chaim said to him said to him so he ran very fast approached to someone who have been shamed and he begging him Please don't answer him. Please. And that one didn't understand. Hey, you're bothering me in the middle of a fight, in the middle of an argument. What do you want from me? Please, please, please don't answer to him. Please, I'm begging you. And he saw he was so seriously. He was so upset. He asked him, could you explain to me what's going on with you? So he told him this story about Reb Chaim. I'm begging you, don't answer any word. Please give me a bless. So he told him, you know what? I'm going to do it. He didn't answer any word. He didn't respond to the one, he didn't respond to the one who make him shame. And he told him, I'm blessing you that you have a children. One year later, he was invited to be the sandik of the child which born. And when you tell this story to your son, then look at him and tell him, today, when I saw your brother hurts you, hits you, and you didn't respond, you're so important, Bashamayim, in heaven. I deeply appreciate you 
I'm proud of you. You have power of blessing. And then, hold his hand, lift him up on your head, and tell your child, please bless me. I need your bliss. You know what a good feeling you make to him? You know how it's powerful influence on his personality? For the next time, he will looking for opportunities to give up to his friends because he knows I important. That's the way we have to educate our children, not force them, just stimulate them, make them be happy, make them satisfaction. That's the way. So I agree. First of all, we have to use the part of activation. I must coerce my child to give up on his toys. But this is only the first stage. This is a half of work. To complete the educational action, we have to make internalization to make him feel happy, to make him feel positive with what he'd done. That's the way we should raise our children. Text messages, 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398 to your response. If you want to call in, 718-683-5858. And we uh, approach right now to your text messages. First question. Hi, I have a son who is two years old who always climbs out of his crime at at bedtime. I have tried a few things, but nothing works. If in if I stay in the room, but I don't uh but I don't want him to get used to that. Uh, the words are cutted, so I understand that if you stay with him so he's staying in the bed, but if you leave the room, he he's going out out of his bed. Well, um, first of all, I want you to know this is not an educational problem. This is a technical problem. I mean, he has to feel your stability. He has to feel your firmness, which means even if he's just two years old. In general, I want you to know that the kids, especially little kids, Percept the world by their physic by their physical uh, physically sense. So he has to feel your hands, your body. I mean, when you uh, put him on the bed, just try to lay him on his uh, on his stomach, and you know to pet him or to um, to bring his uh, his back so he feels touch. He feel your touch. When he feel your touch and it's firm and stable and 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 it's companion with with a lot of words. I mean, now you see we're going to sleep. Good night. You don't allow to get out of the bed. Now, even if he doesn't understand even if he doesn't really understand your words, 
but he actually hears the tone. The tone has to be very stable tone. And you can get out of the room and when he come up, when he comes after you, you have to hold him very stable, very calm, don't get angry. Put him on the bed and be with him for two minutes more and tell him, no, you're not going out of your bed. You have to be here. Now, even if he does it for 20 times a night, I know it sounds very difficult, but believe me, in two weeks, you can finish this problem. Each time you're getting out, you have a regular response without emotions. Bring him back to the bed. No, we're going to sleep. Bring him to the bed, back to the bed. No, we're going to sleep again and again, again and again, again and again, like a ritual. Believe me, in two weeks, it's difficult, I know. But in two weeks, in two weeks, he starts to eternalize. That's it. When my mommy says something, that's it. I have to do that. <laughs> well, I know uh, that my solutions actually you know it's i give you some 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 uh, um um tips but it's not the the whole method the whole method we actually um speaking on it in our parenting uh, course and you can ask people that actually participating in our course how many benefits they got um tonight we have the last session of the course um, let me just to remind you that if you want to register to the next course, you can call Ilana, 347-893-9994. But this is the action you have to take, and without Hashem, everything will be just fine. We're going to a small musical break, and then uh, we should read uh, more text messages of you. So we ask Iran to play some music for us. We arrange your question, and we'll be right back for the second hour of Haro'e. את הנולד.
Yeah, we're here back uh, with you, dear listeners, and Bezat uh, Hashem, right now, um, we would like to read uh, one more uh, of your uh, question, and let me to remind you, a phone number for um, for text messages uh, is uh, 347-927-8398. Three four seven nine two seven eighty three ninety eight. Now um, let's uh, read one of your uh, question. Um, thank you for your shows. They have been a source of strength for me. Thank you too. I have a twelve years old son who is bright, however doesn't have any interest in homework. studying for test or reading. I used to push him to read and study. I wasn't successful. Now he's seventh grade and I took a more relaxed approach. I talked to him about his day without, ju- without judging him. We enjoy each other more. Is there a way you recommend for me to motivate him a positive way? Well, first of all, I would like to praise you, dear listener, that you actually um, uh, embrace a positive way with him. It's very good that you uh, uh, that you become calm and you die, you doesn't try to push him. Right now we have to handle with the problem how we can mot- you can motivate him uh, to do homework and you know, To make the study is important to him well first of all there is no way to make a direct influence on him okay that's for sure now what we can do the keyword uh, is the keyword is um, to stimulate him I mean when I say to stimulate him to make him feel so positive. so good with his deed even if he made a little effort try to activate him I mean tell him dear son I want you to sit here now and let's make together homework or I don't know what despite his bitter feeling you must make your duty you must make the homework but if you just push him to do it and that's it you finished your war your job it's not good it's not good for him you have after that when the bitter feeling disappeared maybe a few hours later sit with him and tell him what it actually make made you to feel I'm so proud of you now I see that you start to to take responsibility on your life I see how it's how you saw it and make your homework despite the difficulties I want you to know that I really appreciate that but be careful because there is a style of encouragement that you say oh what a tzaddik you are I saw how it's important to you to make homework no I hate homework no I wasn't tzaddik no it's not important to me I did it just because of your force because you pushed me to do that when you praise your child 
Don't talk about his inner emotions. Speak about your feeling. I'm proud of you. You make me a lot of nachas. You did to me something. You understand? Speak about what you're feeling. He cannot, he cannot argue with that. Always when you praise your child and you're not convinced 100% that he did it with all his heart, so tell him what it's did to you, how you feel about it. That's the way. So first part is activation as we talk. Second part and more important part is internalization. Make him feel so good with himself so you erased his bitter feelings. And on the other hand, you left him with good taste. Now, for the first time, it's going to be easier to him to implement and to make his homework. 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. You can send us text messages. And we're taking one more text from Miami. I'm having trouble disciplining my four years old who up till a few months ago has had no uh, language system due to hearing loss. She's very smart and independent, understands what is needed from her by routine by her independence and stubborn and emotional personality gets in the way of peaceful home. It's her way or the highway and explaining doesn't work since she won't understand she won't understand on her age level, even though she's for her language level is of a first year one year old. Letting her get away with everything she wants just because of her delay is not always practical. Please help. And she mentioned here that hitting and punishing is not ideal of working either. Well, you're right. She has a trouble with her uh, language system. And maybe, not maybe, I'm pretty sure about that, that it's affected her self-esteem, her self-image. Now, there is two options. You can give her attention of invalid. Okay, you have a problem, so we have to give up for you. We have to have mercy on you. That's one way. And we all know this is negative way. Because as much as we give a full attention to her lack, we actually make them to make it deeper and deeper and you know, it's getting more difficult. But on the other hand, you cannot ignore from her problem. But I want you to know that there's no any reason for undisciplined. The thing that I recommending you is to learn from the base how to build discipline. Discipline is this is the most I think this is the, the, the most large issue that we can learn about raising children 
because it has uh, a few rules that we have to learn how to implement it. I dedicated already in the beginning of this radio show, I dedicated a part to speak about a little bit about discipline. So I mean, to hitting her or punish her, it's not working, that's for sure. You know why? Because what is what it is discipline? Let's try to imagine a stick. On the right side of the stick, let's put the punishments. On the left side, let's put the rewards, okay? So the middle point will be discipline. I mean, discipline is a message that we're always expressing to our children. You don't have to follow my orders because the fear of punishment. No, not at all. And also... You're not supposed to follow my orders because the expectation for rewards. Also, no. You have to follow my orders just because of one thing. Because I said that. That's it. The rule of the house is parents say you do. That's it. I mean, punishments affecting the discipline. They hurt discipline. Rewards also affect discipline. Let's say that I'm telling to my child, I want you to go with me to the shul. And if you sit nice and you say all the words of the tefillah, I'm going to give you a candy. I'm going to buy you a toy. Now he sits and he reads and he says, but this is the external behavior. What's going on inside his heart? What the thoughts he has during all over the tefillah? What about the rewards? What about the rewards? And he starts to imagine what a toy car his father is going to buy him. We in our hands, by the rewards, we actually make a distraction from my child so he cannot be concentrated in the tefillah. He is not open to internalize the value of the tefillah because that's the value I am so trying to pass to him. But because of the rewards, he always, he always thinking about the rewards. So it cannot be open. We we make a distraction. So when he distracted, how we can concentrate in the defila itself? So that's right. What you wrote here, hitting and punishing, is not ideal or working either. That's for sure. It's not just it. It's not working. It's affecting. It works opposite. So what I suggest to you is start to learn how we make discipline. It's a long issue. I cannot, even if I want, I can't give you the, the full answer right now. But first of all, you have to stop demands her anything. Just choose one or two things a day 
this is her old duty. But when you ask her for doing something, you have to stay stable, calm, and consistent. It means, let's say, I wanted to get a bed. She starts to make an issues of discipline. You stand next to her and you say, no, now we get a bed. Now we get a bed. Now we get a bed. You hold her hand. Now you get a bed. Like, like crazy. But stay calm. Just treat well like a rabbit. During the time, she will internalize when my mommy say, get the bed, she really means it. Because today, we're telling him, put your pajama on, and we went back to the kitchen. Five minutes later, oh, you didn't put a pajama on. Oh, no. Put a pajama right now. And we went back to the kitchen. Ten minutes later, you didn't do it. I don't know what, I, what I'm going to do with you. Put a pajama on right now. And we went to the kitchen. Then we come back. You didn't do it. It's not work like that. Tell him now you put on. And stand nearby him. Hold his hand. Don't let him go. No, 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 no. You're not allowed to go. You have to put on your pajama. And stay next to him. Very constantly. Very... Uh, uh, very tight use your consistency be consistent until he until he does if, if even if it takes 30 minutes 40 minutes no matter for the next time do the same for the next time do the same during the time in two weeks he's gonna get when mommy say for the next time, put on pyjam, we start a long story. She wouldn't move from here until I do it. So I have to do that instead of start to, to argument with her because I'm internalized the message. She's meaning to it. She's serious. I have to do that. This is the most, the maximum that I can tell you during a radio show. Text messages 347-927-8398. We're going to a small musical break. And Bezat Hashem will be right back with you. We asked from around to play some music for us. And we'll be right back. Stay with us. כוכבים למעלה זורחים, ושערי שמיים פתוחים, ותפילה נישאת באוויר, להינשא הלילה. הם עומדים מתחת חופה אחת, הנומה כשלג ולב נרעד, כל דקה היא נצח וכל מבט, נכרת בלב הלילה. 
ביאת מקודשת, הוא אומר ברגש, ודמעה נשברת, בליבה של השמחה. בדרך אל האושר באים להינשא הלילה. ומלאכי שמיים שרים, שני עולמות נקשרים. בדרך אל האושר באים להינשא הלילה. והכוס נשברת בהילולה לא ראיתי לילה כזה נפלא, הוא המשמח חתן כלה, ומקדש באושר. ארוכה הדרך אל החלום, והלב יודע בזה היום, שהיא תהיה לו עזר כנגדו, מכאן ועד לנצח. ולי את מקודשת. הוא אומר ברגש, ודמעה נשברת בליבה של השמחה. ומלאכי שמיים שרים, שני עולמות נקשרים, בדרך אל האושר באים להינשא. Oh, 
here. We're here back with you, dear listeners. You're listening to Harayat Anolad. This is live broadcast, and today I'm from Brooklyn. Well, I spoke about discipline. What made the differences between the people who managed his life or succeeded in their life to the other that always fail again and again? You know, if we want, if we want to separate, to divide the old society, we can divide them to uh, two parts. First part is, there are people that always have great success. Successful. On the other hand, there are many, many people that always fail again and again. Why? What makes the difference? It also depends on education in childhood. And let's try to explain it. Each one of us actually knows what he has to do to make his life better. I mean, each one of us, the Chazal says, the Pasuk says, Yodea lev marat nafsho. Each one of us deeply inside his mind, he knows what is the negative things he has, and he knows how to improve himself. He knows. Each one of us knows that he have to wake up in the morning in the earlier hour. So he start on time with everything. Each one of us knows that he have to be arranged. That he have to be more calculated by his financial income. Do not spend money for nothing. We have to keep the mitzvot very tightly. Each one of us knows what he has to do to improve himself. So what is the problem? Why does not the entire creation just has so much successful? Why there is so many, many people that always fail again and again? You know why? Because they lack very important characters. And is the self-discipline. Let's say, for example, a woman decided to make a diet. And she said very strongly, That's it! I stop with carbs. I stop with fat. I stop with calories. That's it! And she can swear, I don't know, in the behalf of who, She can swear, I'm not going to do it again. That's it. I'm finished with it. <laughs> On the first day, she great. Second day, also. Third day, first day, fifth day, that's it. She opened the frigider and she sees a lot of cakes left from Shabbat. And usually cakes not speaking but that time they start to speaking please eat me just taste me that's what i made for that someone gonna eat me it's baldashit everything and then she start to eat but she eats so much <laughs> to pay for all over those four or five days that she didn't eat and that's it till when 
till the next time she will decide i'm gonna stop i'm gonna make a diet and then four or five days and that's it we all like this right in many 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 good decisions we all full with great decisions <laughs> but not practice when we don't implement that just decisions without actually deeds that makes the differences between people who has successful to the other the self discipline so i'm not dealing with uh, adult education but i do dealing with kids education so let's ask how we can help our children to help them to give them the tools when they will grow up they will have self discipline you know how you guessed right because of the discipline that's it if we learn to discipline our children in their childhood then they will have also they will have a uh, self discipline and why um and why because that let's say that we have uh, a house with a great discipline i mean when they say a word that's it you have to follow when mommy said something you have to follow that's it You know what's going on during the time during the time your child start to percept that a word has its value when someone around says a word he really meaning to it i have to follow i have to follow So, if they say something, and I'm not talking about just about the orders or demands, also good promises. Tomorrow, kids, tomorrow I'm going to take you to a ride. I'm going to take you to a trip. And then they say, "Oh, daddy, great! Thank you very, very much." Then, then. I'm telling him tomorrow and then suddenly tomorrow oh no I have something to do uh, maybe tomorrow I'll take you when it happens a lot they start to internalize that a word doesn't have a value but if you always keep the discipline means when I say something you have to follow Oh, now it's good. Now it's good. Now the way your child growing up is the way that a word had ha- has its value. So when he grow up go- growing up and when he will be adult, that's the world he knew. He doesn't know another world. 
That's the world he knows. That when I say something, I really is serious. I really mean to do that. That's it. It's committing me. When he become adults, and he says to himself, "That's it. Stop. I stop with, with calories. I'm gonna make a diet. That's it. He wouldn't even have to struggling with something, because." What do you mean? I decided. That's it. That's the world he knows. He doesn't know any other re- different reality. That's the reality he's growing up. That's the atmosphere of the house. When daddy says something, when mommy says something, a word, a decision has its value. That's the way he grow up. I hope you got a point. Now uh, to your question. Well, um, let's take a question. Wait a minute. Um, mm, wait a minute. It's disappeared from the screen. Um, okay. Whenever I tell my three years old daughter to come or hurry up, she does the opposite. She will run away or take her time until we have to leave and she is not ready. What would you recommend? Let me ask you a question, dear listener. Look, there is very, very something that I'm wondering. I'm wondering why bedtime has a lot, a lot of issues. It takes so long time till they get to bed. But 90% of students at 8 a.m. they are in class. There is no issues. And that's it. It works. Why? What's the difference between bedtime to morning time, school time? You know what? Because at morning, there is a point, there is an hour that we know if she wouldn't get dressed now, we missed the school bus. I missed my the, my job. I have to be in, at work. We know there is a limit. There is a deadline. That's it. We have to do. And when we, 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 us as parents, we feeling that's it. We must going out. Then we express this feeling in the house and we succeed our discipline. Because we know there is no any other way. We must go out. I guess that if your child doesn't ready when you have to go, maybe you, 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 the parent, maybe you feel inside your heart, okay, there is another way, okay, so... So we try to find another solution. It's all up to your mind. If in your mind, that's it, we have to go. So they, they're going to feel it. Your kid's going to feel it in the air. And they will start to behave that way. But if you suppose, oh, my three years old, she's going to make so many problems. So... We're taking in. We're taking into into account when we speak. When you speak with your friend, you tell her, "Look, I have to meet you at eight a.m." But 
if my child's gonna make uh, if she's gonna make a little uh, uh, issues okay so so I will be late for 30 minutes what's the meaning if sometimes I meet parents that they're telling me about so so great issues of discipline and I ask them wait a minute your child has no discipline even one percent they say definitely no there are no rules nothing I can handle I can handle with it so I ask, ask them tell me you're seven years old what do you say does he eat basar vechalav does he eat meat and dairy together no 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 eat meat and milk no and do you believe that even when you are not home and he's home alone, he eats basar vechalav? They say, no, 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 definitely no. And I ask, how you achieved so great discipline that even when you are not home and he is home alone, he keeps the rules. He's so undisciplined. How he keep this rule? Maybe you gave him many, many, many lectures about Meat and milk? They say, no, I don't know. It's just, he doing, he doing it. You know why? Because up to your mind, in your mind, this is unacceptable. No way. My child's going to eat milk and meat together. No way. When you say no way, you express this feeling and it's enough for him to hear from you one time, maybe twice, that it's prohibited to eat meat and milk, and that's it. He doesn't need more than that. It's all up to our mind. You have to learn how to implement. She's just three years old. It's so easy to discipline her, so you can you can avoid from huge issues in the future. Believe me, put a little bit of efforts to learn issue to learn how to implement discipline. Your gain will, will be so, so, a tremendously gain. You can walk on my, you can go on my, my website, abraham-barzilai.com slash ENG. Abraham-barzilai.com slash ENG. It's for the English website. You can listen to my recorded uh, radio shows. Looking for the radio shows which dealing with discipline. Learn it and go for it. And Bezat Hashem, Bimatzliach. Uh, one more question um, for Rabbi Barzilai. My daughter is six and a half. She is in first grade. She's very responsible and mature. She is smart and I really respect her style. Always talking to her nicely, but also matter of factly. I uh, love her. She has one problem. She is very strong and gets angry at her own imperfection, imperfections. And also when we're, when we're not doing what she needs or wants, she's talked to me very harshly. Harshly. Uh, for her desires and I get very disturbed. Many times I tell her I'm not talking to her right now um, because you're not talking nicely. Sometimes she will change. But is there anything I can tell her or react 
it is sometimes a great source if stress between us I don't want to push her away but sometimes I get resentful and you add one more text she says very she says says very bossy with everyone in the house in this is this normal well look she's very strong it's not elect it's not a chisaron this is advantage it's a good thing but this, the the point is you know the old chinuch actually the matter of chinuch is not to going against the child just go with him but direct him now she has a firmness she has a strength okay don't try to break it go with her but but guide her and what I'm meaning to do is um I would like to know how is the discipline with her because you didn't send me how's the discipline but if the discipline in general is very good and she's just so strong give her a job give her some uh, job which needs a responsibility I mean you are in charge of To taking care about the little kids about the baby you are in charge to to give him uh, the blanket I don't know what to get him sleep something like this give her something that it's very very important job in home and praise her I can trust you I know I can trust you so responsibility I like you so take her all strength and Take her all aggressive behavior and then put her into a great job. I mean, you have powers, you are strong, you mature. Take it all and express it into a good job, a positive job because she has such kind of characters okay she have she must put it out she must he has strength and major and responsibility she must implement it but not all the time she finds the best way to do that so when you define okay this is your area I want to give you a job that she really expect for it something that she is in charge of Maybe to make a breakfast or, or supper to help with you, maybe to give her something. I don't know what. Give her something so she can, you know, express out all her strength, then we, she will be calm in the other fields of the day. But much more than that you gained that she will develop. She's responsibility, her, her responsibility, her good and positive characters that she has. Uh, I really recommend re- recommending you to try it. One more text message. Thank you for such a wonderful program. Thank you too. I'm getting much valuable and practical information. May you have much information. 
uh, continued Hatzlacha. Thank you. Thank you very much. This last question I have as well. I just involving a nine years old boy. Yeah, this is the same thing. Just try to find the field that he can express his feelings, his emotions into it, and that's it. And besides, there was one kid, he was a, not kid, he was 16 years old, and he was a liar. And you know what? It was so sick by him, just like, even if he has no reason to lie, he was lying. And and when when one of the Mechanchim spoke with him, told him, why are you so liar? Why are you saying so many lies? Even if you gain nothing, he told him, you know, I so good go to use to make lies. So I can't stop it. I just like to do that. So he told him, but in, tell me honestly, do you want to get out of this uh, negative habit, you know, to always making lie? He said, honestly, yes, I want to get out of it, but I I don't see myself as a honest person. I can't, I can't see it even in my imaginations. So the mechanic told him, you know what? I have an idea. Maybe you will be book writers. You will be book writer. You know how to write stories? And tell him, I don't know. So I want you to prepare one chapter. Just try to write a book. And I promise to you, I'm going to sponsor the publish of that book. So he start, and they discovered that he has huge intelligence to writing books, to writing stories. And he told him, you know, your whole lies, your whole things that you want, you know, you're so liar. Take the lies, put him into one great story. Four months ago, it was ready. 200 pages book with a great story but suddenly and they published it and he became a book writer till today he's very famous and suddenly he started to he noticed that he stopped lying in the other fields of the life just put all his will to making lies into the book and that's it it's over today he's a very honest person you can trust him which is mean when you see uh, negative behavior or negative powers that it's integral part of his personality just try to find out the way to let these all emotions express out in a positive way. Dear listeners, I want to tell you that I was really excited to be here for two weeks in Brooklyn. Tomorrow night I'm going to go back to Israel. We hope the weather will enable that. And 
I want to express my emotions. I really was excited to meet many, many people, so warm people, so nice people. And really, really, I feel that I can share. I, I met a lot of hard issues here that people share with me. And Bezat Hashem will be in touch in the future. But I want you to know, just keep the faith on. Keep your hope davening to your, on your child. Ask from Hashem to be matzliach in the chinuch. We're always speaking about, you know, the technical solutions, how to make our hishtadlus to guide them, to educate them. But always remember to add the tefillah, great constant tefillah, every day, every tefillah for our children. Embrace your bitachon ba'ashem that everything will be just fine. And keep the hope, even if right now it's so, so hard time for you. So hard time with the kids, with the parnasa, with the health, so many trouble. Don't drown down. Just keep your head up and pray to Hashem and have confidence in Hashem. And I wish you to be matzliach in your chinuch yiladim, in your business. Whenever Yeshuot you need, you will get it Bezat Hashem. Wish you all the best. Abraham Bazilai.